Hello and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Rich is in attendance this evening. Welcome, Richard. Finally, you found the uh, the secret studio. You remember the yeah, directions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed you the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Well, tonight <laughs> our topic is going to be sacred cow attractions revisited. But first, a reminder: this is a PG thirteen show. It's not your hand wringing stay at home soccer mom. Disney podcast telling you the latest place to wipe a diaper or have a character dinner. You know, if you're looking for NPR, they're still looking for listeners. They haven't found too many, but if that's what you want, go to NPR. We're a little bit, you know, racier than NPR. So anyways, our... I like NPR. Show- NPR's good. Okay, you must be kidding me. Get Just- him off the podcast. <laughs> what the hell? Is that Richard? <laughs> that's, that's Richard. It, anyways... There's occasionally some language used on this show. Some people think we may be sophomore. Hey, Walt was about staying young, and we are staying young. Yeah, that's so, for sure. So, you know, if you don't like it, don't listen Please, to it. Yeah. Move on to NPR. We're here to have some fun. There's some other podcasts out there. If you just want daily information that you can find anywhere on the web, there's a lot of good podcasts like that. And there's just, We're not that podcast. Yeah, so we ain't it. We ain't it. So let's get on to this. We're, okay. What the reason this came back? I think our first podcast, podcast number one, was Sacred Cow Attractions. It was a pretty decent podcast, I think. It got some good responses. All but I was listening to Zippity Doopod the other day, and he was interviewing Jim Hill from Jim Hill Media, and he was asked about the changes upcoming to pirates. And Jim's, you know, I'm paraphrasing, and if I put a word or two into Jim's mouth, so, so be it. Go listen to Zippity Doopod. He basically said that he didn't think it was that big of a deal, that to him it's just an attraction. Attractions can be changed, you know, as long as it's not a drive-through or, you know, something like that. That Walt was about entertaining people. If that meant tearing an attraction out and building a new one, revamping an attraction, tearing out a whole land and rebuilding it, whatever it took to improve the show. And remember, Disneyland was never to be completed. And as long as there's as long imagination, as imagination left in the world. In the world. Yeah. And what he was saying is that you know, these attractions shouldn't be museums. And he was talking about the, I think he might have called them Disney geeks. Um, we call them Disney fundamentalists or DFs for short. You know, I like that. The attraction, thank you. Yeah. The, tr- the attractions should not be museums. If you want a museum, go to your local museum. Look at the stuffed animals. I mean, really stuffed animals, <laughs> not plushes. You know, go to a museum. If, Disneyland should not be a museum. It should be evolving. It should be changing. Now, true, there I are some attractions. I, yeah, hold on a second. There, there <laughs> truly are some attractions I'd be really bummed if we're gone and I would miss. But, you know, that's life. There's already attractions that are gone and we miss and we're bummed. But, you know. Yeah. We've but, got you know, there's new attractions that weren't there when I was a kid that are there now. That I like and I, I frequent uh, many times. So, anyways, Richard, what were you going to say? I was, was going to say if I can throw in one other little uh, paraphrase slash quote of Walt that everybody always remembers the quote that Walt always said that Disneyland will never be completed, but they always say, "Well, we're going to add on to it. We're going to keep this." And it's like, no, that's not true either. Walt always referred to uh, Disneyland and any of the parks that came after Disneyland as. Uh, when he would work on a movie, the movie would be done, and that's it. And he could never adjust it ever again because it was done and over with. 
He liked Disneyland because as the shows changed, as they got better, as technology advanced, he can improve on shows. He can make shows different. He can change it. Pirates it goes right down to that, is that we have a great attraction that, at Pirates. It's, it's working well. But wait, we brought out the, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer brought out the movie, and he's going to be bringing out another one this summer, uh, on the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which adds to the story. So, just like Walt always said, it can be added on to, it can be improved. So it's just changing well, that's, and that's ev- a good evolving point. with it. Because, you know, he, he did say, and I was reading a quote the other day, that he had a hard time going to Disneyland, even with his uh, grandkids, and enjoying the park, because he was always looking at it a way to make it better. And, yeah, the movie he's done, but Disneyland he could kept toying with and kept changing it. But the other thing to remember is he did not see attractions like the mansion and pirates as stories, but experiences. Because there's a big thing now about making the pirates, or the pirates and the mansion, more cohesive stories. Well, he didn't really look at them as stories. And everybody acts now like, there was a story, you know, that, that old Gracie myth uh, backstory of the mansion, or the pirates having, you know, a logical story progression. Not really. They're just they're experiences. Go ride the dark rides, especially the dark rides before they were redone in 1983. Remind me, Richard, 83. Three. They were very loose. I mean. Uh, pieces of the movies here and there, you really got to pay attention to the cue line and some of those to kind of put the whole story together. I mean, you, well, you even, to even today, you you can go through Disneyland, you can go, uh, favorite one when Pinocchio opened up in 83, you go through Pinocchio, you hit Monster of the Whale, and poof, the next thing is you see the Blue Fairy and they all lived happily ever. It's like, wait, wait a second, what happened to the rest of the story? Like well, you said, Snow White, look going at, through. By the time you get into Snow White, you're already going in the house. She's dancing with the little the little right, horse. Right, exactly, exactly. But if you pay attention to the queue, you see some of the story in the queue. You see the witch looking out the window. You see the little dungeon. You see the house from the outside painted on the wall. So part of the queue is part of the experience. Peter Pan, which is one of my favorite dark rides, not because it's technologically advanced or anything fancy, but everybody's it's a unique favorite. one. It's everybody's where you're I like the monorail. Yeah, like you're, well, suspended you're suspended monorail there. You're suspended, and you just see enough to tell you the story. And I have to say, I don't know if I was truly disappointed or sh- more shocked at how simple the effects were when you're flying over London. I, I, you know, since I was an employee, I got to walk it, and I'm like. Wow. I would have never thought that's how they did that. It was so simple. And I'll just leave it at that because I'm not going to give it away. The crushed up balls of cellophane. No, no, I'm not even going to give away. No, no, don't don't give it away because there's some people out there that are now salivating that they want to know, and I'm not going to tell them. Well, that's that's just it. Let's take a look at one of the simplest little effects in Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's not give it away. No, the fireflies. Very <laughs> simple effect, but very, very effective. And it's yeah. usually that's the case just like yeah. with any magic trick. It's Pre fiber optics, right? Hey, yeah, whatever, the simpler the magic trick, the more effective it can be. Whatever we don't tell them, they're going to find out by Googling anyway. Hey, let them find out that way. Okay. We're not talking about that tonight. We're talking right, about anyway. sacred cows. So here was my thought. After listening to Jim Hill reiterate a point I've made more than once, I, I backed up a step and I thought, wait, there are, yes I did, there are a couple sacred attractions, but 
I'm going to phrase it this way. We're going to first we're going to compare the Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. We're, then we'll go to the other parts of Disney World, and then we'll circle around to Disney's California Adventure last. And I think Disney's uh, Disneyland and Disney's Magic or Disney World's Magic Kingdom can kind of be lumped together because they're similar sacred cows. And then I, I'm going to say there's one additional one, maybe at, at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. The Main Street train station, Disneyland wouldn't be Disneyland if you didn't leave the present, okay. go through the tunnels, by the train station, come into Main Street, leaving your, the world you're living in and going to fantasy. If you could walk in and see the train station and the train's moving right there, it wouldn't be Disneyland. That's what makes the Magic Kingdom the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Disneyland and is, not Epcot. Or, is that you move through a berm, huh? It, move through the berm and the trains are there. That's that's well, kind of was, the thing. It's get, kind of like your introduction into the story of Disneyland is you have the big train station there, you have the uh, big flower bed there with Mickey, and uh, you walk through it to enter into another world. That was the whole sure. basis of what the whole storyline well, was. On the other hand, they could take out every other train station and make it one big loop. It wouldn't really hurt Be, me. Make a problem. But... But you have to see that train station as you're coming in. That's part of the thing. And I think Main Street's not really so much of an attraction as a place to kind of get going. Now, the next one, I really believe, and if you guys want to add some, that's okay. But the only other sacred attraction, I would say, at either of the Magic Kingdoms, is the castle. Because, again, Disneyland wouldn't be Disneyland, and the Magic Kingdom wouldn't be Magic, the Magic Kingdom without the castle. Well, the okay. castle in particular is, is such a symbol to everything. I mean, the castle it's, of Disneyland well, is the symbol of the company. Sure. That is Along the, with that the, is the yes. icon of the park. It is iconic. But it is it's, it's the, the icon symbol of the park. Of the, park. The, the Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland is at the beginning of every Walt, Walt Disney, Disney picture. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. Uh, and the, the castle at Magic Kingdom, that is Walt Disney World. You right. had the D with the mouse ears in the world. But the thing is, everybody knows Cinderella's Castle. That was Walt Disney World. Right. Now, the Matterhorn could come tumbling down. God could move the mountain. It wouldn't kill me. I'd be disappointed. Sure. You talk about an attraction that's a roller coaster only for nostalgia's sake. That is one of the roughest riding roller coasters <laughs> I think I've ever been on. Now, granted, it's also the first... Be. It's yeah. the first. It was not meant to be. That was technology in 1950s. It was the first steel, you know, air-pressured roller coaster in the world. That was technology in first the tube 1950s. roller coaster. Tube roller coaster. Yes. To be That's able to see the tight turns and everything. Yeah. Well, he's, okay. well they're, they're, they have air pressure in it to monitor any cracks or uh, fatigue in the, in That's the track. That's right. They do. Okay, the steel-beamed roller coasters couldn't do that, so it's kind of a combination of two things. But that's right, not but what tonight's show is about. Get off of it. Stop. We're not talking about that tonight. So now the only other... Up. You expounded. Stop expounding. Okay. So Stay the point on track. Being, the point being, okay, that the, tr the, the Main Street train station and the, and the castle. castle stays and the whole rest of the park can be ripped out and replaced and it would still be Disneyland. Yeah, within reason. I think, you know, you can bring new lands, you can take lands out, but you have to, you know, you have to keep kind of the spiral design, I think. Now, the only other thing that is kind of quasi, my, my next one, I'm going to have two more in the Magic Kingdom, I'm sorry. These are kind of quasi ones, because I think the exterior has to stay, but the interiors could change. 
uh, more at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World on this one, Space Mountain, because it's kind of also the symbol of Tomorrowland. A lot of times I've seen icons where you see the mountain range or you see uh, Cinderella's Castle and Space Mountain. They used to have this really kind of cool um, graphic they used for Space Mountain years ago in the uh, late 70s that I thought was really, really awesome. So I think you could change, you could gut it, you could make it anything inside, but I don't think you'd want to lose that building. It's okay. Again, it's kind of a symbol of Tomorrowland. And the Disneyland, same, same goes for Disneyland, is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, sort of. Now, you can see that for a ways in our area, but the sheer magnitude and size of the one at Walt Disney World is something to be reckoned with. The one at Disneyland, because of the way it's set, is, you know, from inside the park, you don't get a real scope of what... I think you actually get a better look at it from other areas than actually at Tomorrowland. Now, people may not agree with well, me. I think I think you lost a lot when they enclosed and made the theater, and the enclosed 3D theater in the front, okay, rather so than leaving the open stage. Yeah, you stood off, that you stood off for the mountain. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, the other thing... The yeah, the other one that I think is a sacred, a tra or a sacred building only because of the technology of the building, which is old, but I think it still stands true, is the carousel buildings. Now, you could totally change the shows, rip them out, but don't just change a song like they did at Disney World for a while, because that song was lame. But, you know, they could put a brand-new attraction. Innoventions, wasn't it? They could do a brand-new attraction in those buildings and keep the technology to do that kind of show building. No other park in the world has well, ever had a show building like that. Other than no, that's the not true. Fair when it came from. What? I was going to say the world's... Yeah, don't forget the world's well, fair. It, well, but he did say that, though. He said other than the world's no, fair where it came world, from. Not the, not the world's fair of 64 in New York. I'm talking they had the same sh They had the same type of uh, show pavilion. Who, show who did? Uh, I can't remember who the sponsor was, but it was up at the Vancouver World's Fair in Okay, look that up. I, I, that actually interests me because I think the building is a great... It's a great thing. Look that up and find that for me. I'd really like to see that. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'll, I'll take your word for it. But I think it's such a cool building, and the way it works and moves you around and leaves the stage intact, I'd like to see that. So we'll move on. But that's that's my thought for the Magic Kingdom. So if, unless anybody else comes up with something in the two Magic Kingdom, or Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom, we'll move on to the next part. Well, okay. I think one thing needs to be said, though, is, and this is going to go into some of the other parks, too, is... You mentioned something that Space Mountain, seeing it, being able to see it from a distance and everything. You know, when you approach Disneyland, whether you're coming from surface streets, the freeways, or even flying over the place, there are certain features of it, and Space Mountain is one of it, is one. The castle, uh, so-so. But the Matterhorn. Well, our castle is so hit, small from the height yeah. that you, it's hard to see. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is so you're going to say the Matterhorn is that icon of the park also? The the Matterhorn is an added icon to the park. When you see that Matterhorn, when you see Space Mountain, as you, as you're coming up from a mile or so away from it, you know you're coming to Disneyland. When you talk about the other parks, same with Disney World, you see Space Mountain in the distance. You see uh, Cinderella's Castle, and then we're, I know you're going to go into Epcot with the uh, Spaceship Earth. No, yeah, don't, don't, don't jump ahead. Don't you, you're oh, just well, ruin my punchline for oh, the next one. God no, I did not. Man. Everybody knows you're going that direction. Wait. Oh, okay, okay I'll I'm agree with you. This, I'll agree with you on this part, Richard. Maybe the mountain needs to stay. Maybe the mountain gets rebuilt because it's a piece of crap as what, far as the Matterhorn? condition it's in. Yeah. It's in great inside. shape now. 
You have not been inside. Not recently. That is true. At least. Not recently. When I left, it was a smelling pile of dry rotted garbage. It's no, but far from it. You, you, you you're, you're right. I haven't been in there in a while. Night now, day. as far as I'm concerned, you can t- totally gut the the uh, the ride and rebuild it because I think that that attraction could be rebuilt as far as the ride track. But here's the one thing I'm going to have to agree with you on because the, the thing I still can't stand at Walt Disney World, well. They do the Blue Fairy. They don't even do... T- How can you not do Tinkerbell? I mean, you know, before the fireworks. Seeing Tinkerbell come off the Matterhorn, flying down that rail and smacking into the... Uh, mattress. Uh, the mattress at the other end is just a sight to be seen. Though now that she's on that new cable system, which i got to say, somebody asked us about a fireworks show. we got to go uh, film ours. We need ours. to tape that. Yeah. Yes, because the... Tinkerbell being able to move back and forth and not just literally fly down that rail and run into the the mattress is a big, big change. It's very, very impressive. So I, I will change my mind, Richard. I the mountain itself is probably iconic and it should stay, but I think the attraction itself, whatever in the mountain, could change and could change drastically because I guess now over the years. The whole fireworks show with Tinkerbell inaugurating every night the the fire or the the fireworks. Actually, is, she doesn't even inaugurate it. Yeah. No, she comes in in the middle of it. In the middle of the show. Well, she, yeah. well, she does now. You're right, because the new show she kind of um, holds off. She, she flies, doesn't come through and, and and she flies around through the throughout the show. Yes, she does. That's what's very impressive about it. Much different than the way it used to be. And I was actually disappointed when we went to Disney World the last time. I'd kind of forgotten uh, that. The blue fairy comes off the castle and I think goes towards Tomorrowland, if I recall correctly. Their their show pales in comparison to our new show, but that would be off track. So now that Richard's blown the next park, we're going to move <laughs> on to Epcot. Nick, Nick, yeah, this time, Richard, little. stay in the park we're talking about and don't move ahead, or you're going back in the back of the the, the recording studio and <laughs> hey. turn in the corner with the dunce cap on for a while. Okay? Bite me. Hey, Bite NPR me. is looking for some listeners, Richard. You could go turn it on over in the corner. So, anyways, moving on to Epcot. Obviously, I think most people would say Spaceship Earth. Uh, a lot of people just say it might be a sacred attraction. I say the building is a sacred building because, again, it is it is Epcot. When you think of Epcot, everybody says the golf ball. Well, it's not actually a golf ball, but I think now it's become an, almost an affectionate endearment to call it a golf ball. But they've <laughs> got to take this stupid Mickey hand and Epcot yeah, sign. Yeah, uh, that's definitely have to go. That's got to go. That's you know, go. I put up with it for 2000 for the millennium. And you know what? Back in on that, when we were talking about this, this show concept the other night, Mike, I mentioned to you that the castles at both the park were, were very iconic and were sacred. But, what, Richard, you may have to remind me. You'll probably know this one. What year did they do the stupid blow-up cake around the Disney World castle? Oh. Is that the oh. 15th or the 20th or the 25th year? It was the 25th year, I believe. Okay. Now, i got to think the locals out there could not wait to see that piece of crap come down. Oh, yeah. You talk about <laughs> ruining the park or the, the look of the, the castle. Now, currently, we you know our castle has really gone under some major uh, rehab. And uh, I think the paint job is superb. 
I'm not so crazy about the little crowns for the, the different princesses uh. on the castle. You know, I, it's it doesn't totally take it from it, take anything away from it. I think the the banners and pennants hanging on it is not too bad, but I'm not real crazy about the crowns. Though the effects that they do for the fireworks show with the you know with the um, the lights and the fiber optics lighting on it, whatever they're using to to do that, the strobes, very very well done, but. Uh, Man, that what they did to the castle, and what you say, Richard, 91? That, 91, or uh, that, 96, 96. 96. That was a travesty. I mean, that, that was just bad. That guy, I hope, doesn't work for the park anymore. <laughs> Anyways. No, I, so, I don't know anybody that thought there was anything good about that. Well, somebody must have. This is my whole take on architecture. You know, I, I tell students when they come through our, our office, there's no such thing as bad architecture. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, don't let anybody tell you your stuff's bad, because... Someday, somebody's going to hire you to do something. And you may not like it, but he likes it. And he liked it enough to pay you to do it. And then somebody liked it enough to buy it from him to move into it or put their business in. Sure. So it's in the eye of the beholder. It's, it's art. It's not science. It's art. And don't get your feelings hurt when someone says, change this or I don't like that. It is truly art. So you, it's like saying everybody does it. Well, not everybody does because you're not doing it right now. That kind of a, those arguments. Not everybody plays in the street, so you don't have to play in the street. Somebody liked that stupid blow-up cake around it, or they wouldn't have put it up there in the first place. So, um, but moving on, we're in Epcot, and I, like we said, Spaceship Earth. You could gut the inside. You could make it a new attraction, but never take Spaceship Earth down. Yeah. Just take the hand, you know, yeah. this is an interactive show. Don't stare at me. Open your mouth and speak. <laughs> who's okay. who's staring? I'm staring at this computer here trying to find you your information you were looking for. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so otherwise, <laughs> I don't think that. there's anything in uh, Future World that really is you couldn't change. I, I think the Communicore, ex-Communicore area is, you know, something should always stay in that because it kind of creates the the flow and the movement but you know nothing inside those attractions are no. necessarily no, no. you know must you know, keep and, and after my last visit to Epcot you know I remember visiting there shortly after well you and I visited just a few years after it opened and it looked really great brand new it's kind of looking a little worn I'm sorry to say it looks like there needs to be a little okay, Richard, we, in some of those Richard, okay, Richard, Richard, stop for a second. You, you missed that podcast. We did that show. We already had a show so. where we, you know, kind yeah, of Go listen to that one. Maybe we'll revisit it some other time, but not tonight. We ripped on that. So, you, you, did, you didn't even let me get to my point. Okay. That's the get, point. Get, We're not letting you get there. We're no, moving no, no, on no, into World Showcase. Give him a minute showcase. to get to his point. Come on. What's, what's your point? My point was that, you know, when we last when I last saw it, it we heard was this already. a little rundown and everything. Are you going to let me make my point? Well, you keep repeating the same thing over and over. So. Well, you keep Boys. cutting me off at the same point. <laughs> Boys, come on. Get to it. You Gosh. have questions, and you don't let me answer. Come on. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a few of those buildings disappear now. Uh, they look that bad. It's not like they like they had the iconic stance they had when they first opened. Uh, a few of those just would be probably good if they just got rid of them altogether. You know, if it was, I wish it was the other show because I'd love to take you on on this because we we did it and I think you're wrong. But we're going to move on. Right. Now we're in World Showcase. Is anything in World Showcase iconic enough or important enough that it should never leave? Just the American Pavilion. 
that's the only one. And the concept of uh, well, the whole concept of well, World Showcase. There's got it's it's a living Pavilions. World's Fair. Yes. Um, I actually found something on World's Fair, and I couldn't even tell you where it was. That part of the agreement of every World's Fair is it will only last for a certain period of time. Months. That exhibits must be taken out after a certain period of time. Anything that has to do with the country or anything like that. And that Disney. Now, if if anybody out there can correct me on this, feel free to. I'm not saying I state this as fact, but somewhere I read that Disney had to go through whatever or convince people that you know, though this is like a World's Fair, it can be permanent. So. If that's well, totally that, that, uh, urban legend and out in left field, sorry, but I read that somewhere. Because this is like a continuing all-year-round World's Fair forever, it seems like. But I, I was going to say, on Icon, certain icons, you know, the three of us pretty much agree the American Pavilion looks great, should stand as is. But, you know, certain of the other pavilions really stand well for their respective countries. The Mexican pavilion with the Mayan pyramid. Um, I can't see any reason, as long as Mexico is going to be a part of it, I think that is an excellent You're, you're missing the point. For, we didn't uh, say we should rip any of these out, but what we're saying is if if all of them could go and be replaced with different countries, out? American yeah. Adventure would be the one, because we're the host country, if you will. You should never taken it out. And is this is the thing I asked Mike this the other night, and, and maybe you could make up an answer for us, Richard. Um, we got Mexico, we got Norway, we have China, we have Germany, on and on and on, and they're all called by the respective country's name. Uh-huh. Why is the American Adventure not, not the United States of America? And the American Adventure is the attraction within it, sort of like El Rio de Tiempo is the attraction in Mexico. In Mexico. Well, and we don't have an American or United States uh, area of World Showcase. We have the American Adventure, which is also the name of the attraction. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, point. dead dead air again. You can't let that happen. Well, no, he's be... thinking. You can see the wheels turning. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see the um, smoke coming out of the ears. <laughs> you, you know, you know. The only thing, the only thing you want me to make up an answer on that. The only thing I can think of is because it is the host country, and it's always referred to as the host country. So you're, it's already understood. You're in America, and the whole. So if I if I went the there, somebody adventure. might say. Some, one of the people working in that area says, so you know I'm the host country. I've never actually heard that before. I just assume it's the host country. I've never actually heard someone say, we, you know, we are the host country. Yeah, I just give me a shit. No, but okay. if, you, if, you talk, if you talk to any cast members that work in like, the restaurant or the shops there, they do refer to themselves as being in the American Pavilion. Uh, I'm at such and such shop over at the American Pavilion. I'm over at, such, at, at the hot dog, stand, that hot dog restaurant over there in the American Pavilion. They don't refer to themselves as being... I'm at the American Adventure because that is the attraction. But you don't see even that, and this is just and even even the shows are referred to as going. You go to the stage at the American Pavilion for it to go see the stage. Well, what I'm going to say is again, this is just showing the education level of the average person. What makes the American Pavilion any more American than Mexico? It's in the Americas. Yeah, 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 that's. That's well, that's that's the basic question of you know when you call yourself an American, do Mexicans and Canadians count in that? Because they're part, and for that matter, for does all of South America count with that? Because that's part of the yeah. Americas. Yeah. I, I was just but, being facetious to the point. It's, 
Yeah, I know. You, you're dry. So let's you move. complain about me going off subject. So let's move on. I'd actually like to see some of these pavilions have some actual attractions. So that pretty much ends it for Epcot, I think. There's pretty much we're all in agreement there. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the Disney MGM Studios, or I guess the soon-to-be Disney Studios. Uh, though, you know, it's kind of weird, the mixture of literature that's out there. Some that still says Disney MGM and some that says Disney Studios only. Uh, you know, that's I have a hard like, time... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's me. like Hollywood itself, is that does MGM exist or doesn't it? You know, one, one newspaper article says MGM's gone. Another one says, oh, yeah, they're bringing out a new movie. It's like, what the heck are they all talking about? No, no, well, MGM, well, is still a, talk- MGM is a studio still as a... You know, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, Metro Goldwyn Mayer still exists. Still, no, it it ceased to exist this last year. Uh, well, then because they were bu- they were because they were bought, they were bought out, out by they were Sony. Bought out and they were I can't remember who it was. Is it Sony? It was Sony, but they were bought out and the title, the name of the company ended. But anyways, that's another. Either way, but they're definitely no longer part of uh, Disney Studios in Florida. Well, the, whole, the whole reason was. The whole reason they put the MGM in the title there with the name of the studios was to be able to use the rights the, for all yes, the, the catalog, yes, and everything throughout. Okay, nice, nice thoughts. Okay, so on the <laughs> Disney MGM Studios, I really can't. Well, you know what? I would have had an icon, and I could still have an icon if they'd moved the stupid Mickey Sorcerer's hat. Yeah, that's kind of rid of it movie altogether. Ride. Part of what made Disney or MGM Studios kind of likable to me when I first walked in it, though I've only seen it with the stupid sorcerer's hat there, is it was, again, sort of like Disneyland. You didn't have a berm, but you had a main central street to go down and talk about what you were going to do. You know, you might have got your map, you stop by the locker, what are we going to do? You see some shops. Not unlike going into the Magic Kingdom. And I was really excited to get some nice photos down the street and then that stupid sorcerer's hat got popped in there. Now, I think they could take that sorcerer's hat and plop it out in front of the ticket area, Boots, way, yeah, way uh-huh. out by the, the, almost to the boat docks, you know, that way, and use it as a last stop place to get, you know, a souvenir on the way out. Because the sorcerer's hat is, I think, kind of cool in a way because it symbolizes Mickey and... Fantasia and all that, and I actually got some, in my opinion, fantastic photographs of that hat at night with the lights coming up behind opinion. it. In my yeah, humble opinion, opinion. Humble, hey, you, yeah. you've even commented that you, you thought know. they looked like postcards. So, so yeah, get off my it's, back. it's it's a good picture. But sh- you know, I think I think the hat itself is just even if you put it out front, is just way too out of proportion. Yeah, maybe a smaller version of it would look good out there, but well, I think it, would it is out of proportion. The, uh, the gates itself. Okay, the, you know what the they could always do? Are, they could always move it over to uh, one of the all-star resorts, because the all-star resorts are about the oversized, in-your-face, yeah, kids you love go. this, huge crap, uh, do that. I actually think it's kind of cool looking. And more so at night. Oh, it's yeah. just as in just the wrong place. No, Absolutely. totally, totally, totally. You know, maybe it should go behind the animation area or something, or somewhere, you know, behind Playhouse Disney. That I don't know. Do yeah. But not yeah, not words at. Okay, so other than maybe the great movie ride with the Chinese theater, I, I don't. And it's uh. not about the it's not about the attraction. It's about 
to Hollywood look, if we've created Hollywood Boulevard and we have the weenie that we've talked about so much <laughs> of where the, they've screwed up over the years is messing with the weenie at the end of the street, that was the weenie. Now, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed in the great movie, right? It was built up to be such a cool thing that I was kind of... When it first came eh, out, when it first came out, you know, it was... I mean, yeah. it, well, yeah, I guess it was, but, you know, it's so many of the little scenes are low-grade AAs. I mean, the only good AA in there is the Wicked but Witch. Which, yep. Other than yeah, that, they're really the, kind of low-grade... Well, she was the, I think, the first of the new three, uh, the AAs. Zarkoff, yeah. Zarkoff, yeah, I think you're right on that. That, that they, she, uh, and also uh, Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland, I think, yeah, the two first. Well, they broke, they they broke the the uh, the gap of the, I I would call it reactive because I can't remember exactly what it is, but you know, you made the old AA figures move too much, you couldn't stop them because it couldn't compensate for the weight it was thrown around. Where now, like a human body, it can compensate for quick movements. And before it could, it would make the whole thing jiggle. But short of that, let's not go down that road. Um, because we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, sacred attractions you know, or sacred icons the, of the parks. But I think you're right. The, the getting rid of the, putting that hat word is kind of really detracts because it was supposed to be celebrating the golden age, the yesteryear of Hollywood that Correct. everybody still romanticizes it about. Sid Grauman's theater, the Chinese theater, was the epitome. Sid Grauman had a number of different theaters, but the Chinese theater really epitomized the uh, uh, what Hollywood was about, especially since some of the first uh, Academy Award-winning uh, pictures were debuted there uh, back in the late 20s and early 30s. That was where the Academy, if you had a great picture or something that was going to be going up for Best Picture with the Academy Award, that is where you had your opening. Well, that's, that's why Chinese everybody theater. had their, their hands in the concrete and all that stuff. Now, you exactly. tell me, though, you know, let's look at the design, though. If I, I'm looking at an aerial map courtesy of Passporter, and I can kind of see why they threw the hat in there. For That's a huge hub, if you will. It's not as well done as the hub of the Magic Kingdom, but it's a huge open area. Well, what I was told by... Un unused, just yeah, massive what was, area. What I was told by a few people that are still in Disney and had some connections with that was when they were trying to redecipher, shall we say, the emblems. You got the Spaceship Earth as the emblem of Epcot. You got Cinderella's Castle as the emblem of the Magic Kingdom, etc. and so on. They really couldn't come up with a quote-unquote emblem for the studios. Well, and they they go, had what about one. The Chinese theater. No, no, they had one. They didn't like it. it what, the earful tower. The earful tower. Well, you know what's funny about the earful towers is in all the press photographs, you would think this is a fairly accessible, easy thing to take a picture of. Not unless you're <laughs> on the backstage tour or work your way around to some little hole areas around uh, the animation area. It's a really difficult thing to get a picture of. And what's funny is, as I, I was listening, I was editing some uh, DV tape I took on that back, that lousy backstage tour uh, about, you know, this was modeled after the one that Disney had built in, in oh, California. That's crap. Okay. Well, yeah, it's crap because we, we've all been there. There is a water tower, no doubt. Every working uh, theater or every, studio, every studio had a water a lot, tower. Yeah. But yeah. until what I'm going to say, well, Richard, you can correct. Company, well, yeah. yeah, Richard, you you can tell me because you spent a lot more time at the studio than I did, especially before um, 
uh, Eisner, even before Eisner was with us, until Eisner came around, that water tower was just a water tower. It didn't it have the... blank, yes. Right, and all the iconic ears, Mickey thing, that was all added after Eisner came, well, before right? They put, they, before they hung Mickey ears on it, Mickey Mouse was painted on it. Yes. It said the Walt Disney yeah, Studios Mickey on. Mouse was... The, yeah, and and that was done for a purpose, too. The, the old philosophy back then was the only thing you had was you had small signs on the gate that this was Walt Disney Studios. Uh, they really didn't want to make a big deal that their studios was there because they let's say they didn't want uh, people to whatever protest or whatever they felt like they wanted to do. They kind of wanted to keep their projects a little. I don't Disney, want to say Disney was a, but they just wanted to downplay it. They didn't. Yeah, want to Disney be like was a, a very low studios. right. Disney low was a key. very low key studio, but you know, yeah. of course, Eisner came in and just. Marketed the hell out of it, branded the Disney name in a way it had probably never been branded before. And personally, I think in the first ten years or so, did a hell of a job. We've talked about the the second half of his career there, but I think the first half he did an outstanding job of getting to the public what a lot of them have desired for a long time. But Disney was very tight on everything that was Disney. So I got to sure. give him that because a lot of us wanted to see everything that he put in front of us. Though some will say he oversaturated the market. You know, we won't go there. So find me a good icon at the MGM Studios, and I can't give you some. No, I, 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 well, I put so, you know okay, put, my my thought. Go, go ahead, ahead Mark. I'm sorry. Go, you go first. Okay. I was oh, how say, sweet. When, when I when I was told that you know there was no icon for the studios. The two things I always pictured with the studios that I thought were perfect was the Chinese theater was one, and then the entry gate, which was the old Pan uh, Pan, Pacific Pan Pacific theater that bur- unfortunately burned down quite a few years ago. Just it, which just right near Television uh, CBS Television City in Los Angeles. Those were that uh, Art Deco look was very much Hollywood, very much California. Yeah, you know, it kind of is. Even you know, even the the little souvenir stand where you you get your key for your locker when you first come in, that is a ripoff of uh, what is it called? Crossroads Crossroads in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, almost everything when you first yeah when you first walk in on your Hollywood and Sunset. uh, Yeah, what that's what's funny. It's on Sunset Boulevard, but in in uh, the Disney MGM, it's it's at the beginning of Hollywood Boulevard. But that's right. okay. They're you know they're just trying to put together some icons in Hollywood, you know, old histol. So, uh, well, but the, even still, that that is alone, um, that Crossroads of the World there was, is a very big icon to Hollywood. I mean, they used it in LA Confidential in the movie because it was such a big icon. That even could have been a good icon. Yeah, but you I know what? I don't think we needed there, the big ears there. No, we don't. Hat. I don't. I don't think we need the big sorcerer's hat. But again, there is nothing super outstanding about this Correct. park in any of its buildings. That and, and part of what made some of the icons we spoke about before icons is how they're situated in the park, where they're located. I would almost like to say. Tower of Terror is an icon because I love the architecture of that building. No. But unfortunately, one, it came late. It wasn't there when it opened, which doesn't necessarily mean it couldn't be an icon. But part of what makes an icon an icon, I think, is how it's located in the park and how you see it coming into the park or how it's viewed from the outside of the park. 
I know that sounds odd, but that kind of, to me, is think, partly makes what the park is. I think you're, I, I think you're struggling with the issue that, that MGM Studios, it's, there isn't an icon. The whole place has a feeling. The whole, the whole place, it's, it's a, it's a whole. It's, it's, it's a sum of parts. Not something. There's not one thing you can specifically point to and say, okay, this personifies this place from top to bottom, like a castle does, or like Spaceship Earth does. But it's all the parts that make up this Hollywood here's backlot, golden era feeling that's going on at that place. Here's here's two thoughts here on what you were saying, Greg. I agree 100%. Is you go into Disneyland. You step into Town Square, first thing you see is you see that castle on the end of the street. That's the icon. Same thing, Magic Kingdom, Florida. Epcot, you step there through the gate that you cannot miss. Space. There's something right there, and uh, that's kind of missing a little bit in a way over at MGM. But, Mike, you got me thinking onto a completely different thing. Uh, I know we talked about something similar about parks that can stand on their own and everything. This Epcot was designed during Walt and Roy O. Disney's lifetime, for the most part. Uh, there were a lot of changes. We can go into that. But for the most part, the initial concept and design was that the Disney MGM Studios was the first one that came in, shall we say, after Eisner and Wells came, <laughs> out, uh, came yeah, on board. Was, and no, back, back up a second, Richard. <laughs> You made you made, you made two so you made sorry. two sort of good points. I laugh. <laughs> One being that well, you call. You? Well, Greg will tell you. I'm go sure. ahead. Greg will no, tell no, you. I, I I'm gonna uh, <laughs> expound on two little things. I'm glad that you got you spoke about Roy in the right way because I'm so tired of hearing Roy Jr. and there is no such thing as Roy Disney Jr. because they have different freaking middle names. So Roy O was the older Dis- or the older Roy, the father of the current Roy, if, if you want to go that way. But <laughs> I'm brother. sorry, you. I think you are incorrect when you talk about Epcot in the vein of it was designed in the days of Roy and Walt, because though the the concept of Epcot was Walt's idea. Roy died shortly after the Magic Kingdom opened. Epcot really wasn't thought of or how they were going to do it until later. But here may be the bigger difference in where you're sort of right, but I don't even think you knew you were right or why you were right, is the people (laughs) who worked with Walt and Roy, mostly with Walt, because, you know, Roy wasn't really that much involved with that and he was just about the money though you've seen his pictures he's there by Roy getting ready to faint when Walt talks about how much money he's going to spend but the people who worked with Walt were the same people who did Epcot and some new people but they had been there through the, the at least the Magic Kingdom maybe not Disneyland so again it's the people who were there with Walt in Disneyland and the beginnings of Walt Disney World. You got to remember when Epcot finished, and that was a huge project. Yes. A lot, a lot of people were let go from Imagineering after that because they had no project after Epcot. Once Epcot yeah, wrapped you and I up, know some of them. yeah, yeah, we do. We worked with some of them. It, it was over. There are very, you know, the uh, Randy Bright, the poor suffering bastard, that got ran over in his, <laughs> his bicycle. Um, 
<laughs> I think well, Tony ba- Tony Baxter had uh, maybe been there at Epcot. He'd been he's been around for a while. Of course, Marty Scalar, John Hinch. But I mean, a lot of the people in the trenches; those are all the famous people everybody knows. If you want to call them famous Imagineers, who probably float a lot of the ideas, approve things. But it really gets down to what makes Disney good is all those little people that you never hear about that really no, what make was, the what attractions. I was, what I was getting at, though, is with Epcot, who, who took over after uh, Roy passed away, was of course Card Walker and Don Tatum. Yes, uh, they they were still. Uh, two people, and then of course uh, you had uh, Dick Nunes, who was in charge of both the at that time only the two parks, Florida and California. They all came up under Walt. Uh, they were on all under uh, Walt's guise, so to speak, and all learned the tricks of the trade, so to speak, from Walt. They still had the same basic vision of what Walt and Roy were trying to build when they were building Epcot. They still had the same conceptualized okay, okay. You idea. Know what? I, what I know where you're going, this, yeah. Richard. What, I know where anyways, you're going. Be, okay. Be, okay what, don't get excited. I know where you're going, oh. but again, remember, only one person knew what Epcot was going to be. Because if you read, it doesn't take too much Googling or too many books you pick up to know only one person knew what Epcot was going to be. Because when he died, everybody says, what the hell do we do now? Disney World was put, I mean, the, the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World as a project, was put on hold for almost a year after Disney died. He had been out there and kicked the dirt around, and he dies. The whole project stopped Comes for a, a year. Well, we're, we're, Not we're, unlike we're, we're going on two different, we're going on two, I know, I know no, where no, you're no, talking no, about. I know where you're no, going. No, 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 no stop, stop, wait, stop, wait. stop. You haven't even let me get to where I'm going yet. He, so because you're going you say, different than what I'm talking about. No, shut up. <laughs> they, when you say those people knew what they were doing, they knew what they were about with the Magic Kingdom. They had no clue. They don't even know. I mean, there, there's so many quotes out there, and, and these guys saying they don't even know if Walt could have pulled Epcot off. Look what they did. That is nowhere close to what Walt envisioned for Epcot. They managed to use the name, the idea of this international... Uh, consortium coming together to show off everything around the world and the technology of America and put it together in a money-making enterprise. Epcot probably wouldn't have made money. If anything, it would have cost money. It, was a, it would have been a governmental nightmare in a lot of ways to do no. what he wanted to do. All right, what man. I'm talking about, as I'm saying, you have a couple people that you have a, your, your key players, so to speak, were all there at the beginning of Magic Kingdom. Your key players were all there at the beginning of Disneyland. They all had a concept of how, I mean, okay, yes, you're absolutely correct. Epcot, as it stands today, is nothing what Walt originally showed in 1964. Did you hear that, Mike? He, he said I was correct. Yes, I did hear that. Okay. But, and, you know, I, and I was never arguing with you on that, Greg. You're arguing with me, but we're on two different roads here. What I'm saying is they already had a concept and an idea of, what was working, how they wanted to get things done. Yes, they didn't know how they how Walt would have built it, but they know how they would have built it, which was the same way they built similarly both the two Magic Kingdoms in California okay. and Florida. So are these, this, this are these the same people that... And, and, okay, you, and, you, and you have this... Wait a second, wait a second. And you have this grandiose entrance and everything with this big emblem there, Spaceship Earth. When you get up into the uh, mid to late 80s, as we're going, as we're developing and building the studios, a lot of people have changed around, including you don't have uh, Walker, you don't have Tatum, you don't have yeah. Marty We've Sklar, already agreed on there, that. But, well, but Marty the thing Sklar is, they're was building there. It. What are you talking about? Marty I Sklar's said grand, 
Greg, you didn't listen to what I said. I said, granted, well, say, Stellar is still clearly. there and John Hanch is still there. You still have some of the key people at WDI. But they're looking at it in two ways. You're building a working studio, what was supposed to be a working studio, and a working back lot. But at the same token, you have a lot of people that are making a lot of the decisions business-wise on how things that weren't there with the other parks being built. And so, yeah, there is a distinct difference between how the park, how the layout for the studios looks compared to the way the layout the first three parks okay. look. So maybe and next time when you to. you make what makes next time when you make a point, make it a little more succinct like that one instead of saying it's the same people because those are the same people correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here which I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to be those are the same people that almost ran the studio to the corporate uh, lions who were going to tear it apart because they did how many Herbies under Cardwalker and Tatum and then Ron it's Miller it's a little more complex how many that. how many times did they redo some of those movies it's they a didn't little know how more to, complex no, than that they did not know how to change the formula that what the, the the question at the studio was what would Walt do? The problem was no one ever knew what would Walt do because okay, he always here, changed things on thing. him. And he, Epcot is not the same kind of design as the other two parks. No, it's not a big grandioso entry. It's a so-so entry. You walk Space right into the right big on there, right okay, at the front, right as you walk in. No weenie, no weenie to draw yeah. you into the park. The weenie is almost at the entrance. Okay, so it is it is quite a bit different. I think I I I don't think I like it. I do like it. But we're going to agree to disagree. Let's move on to the Animal no, no, Kingdom because we're going to run up to an Mike hour here. Mike wants to say something. But there's here. a point. You guys are you guys are dropping names left and right. You know, and these are essentially Walt's nine old men that understood. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't use that term because you're wrong. That they're not their nine old men. They're not the nine old men, but, but they're, they're the corporate officers. Yeah. Well, they're Walt's okay. lieutenants. Okay. Thank you for using that term because this is basically a concept <laughs> of staff command. Okay. You have the boss, and then you have five or six people to report to him, each with their own responsibilities, that can make decisions for him in that area. Okay? If you use military terms, supply, intelligence. You Thank know, you. I understand that. Okay. I haven't been in the military okay. like you, Mike. Yes. But the concept of staff command What's is you, you, you try to, you try to you make the same means. decision Pushy. as the boss. Okay? And these guys are trying to make the same decision as the boss. But the problem Fairhead. is Walt's a dreamer. Okay? And... Okay. These you, guys you, are almost, dreamers, but they you can't. almost hit it right, Mike. They they tried to make they tried you to make a decision like they think about you and me, Mike. As you almost got it there. Yeah, but no, he's always, I, he, I know. I know. He's <laughs> he, you're, you're almost. You said it. I know what you mean. What you mean? I'm, now I feel like the right stuff. What what Gus meant? <laughs> what, what Gus is saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no what bucks, you mean is no they tr- Rogers. Yeah. That's right. No, bucks, no, bucks. <laughs> no, no, no dollars, no Disney. <laughs> the, what what they tried to do is make a decision like they thought Walt would. Correct. And but they know, never could well, because but, Walt was but always the time Epcot, changing on them. But the time Epcot's hitting the drawing board, Walt's in the ground six seven years. Right. Yeah, and but and the, the other thing is. Not to go. We're going. We're going so far off subject, but just to go on. Oh, I have to say that's that normal. because of that's, that's my. That's Greg, what endears us to some. The can of worms Greg's opened up here is you know, yeah, there was a lot in the uh, late seventies, early eighties. There was a lot of problems with the company, but I wouldn't say so much as that they ran it into the ground. The problem was they were trying to safeguard it and play it safe keeping, which sure. 
in the process. Oh, no, no, you're, you are correct. They did the not process, run it into the ground. The assets of the company were huge, but the stock All sorts of cash was, laying around. Yeah, the assets were huge, but the stock no was, under yeah. stu- was underfunded. Yeah, 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 yeah. So consequently, yeah, you're looking at, you know, let's say a billion-dollar empire that you can buy for $100 million. Who wouldn't go after the sure. company? And that's what, no. you had all these corporate raiders trying to come in after the company. It wasn't that they ran it into the ground. It was That was the problem. It was too good. It just wasn't in a well, financially yeah, it secure position. It, 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 it was not too good. It wasn't enough. Bingo. It wasn't, it wasn't leveraged okay. enough. It was not too good. If it was too good, they wouldn't have made Herbie four times and four times poorly. It's back to the Pixar thing. You know, are, are they out of creativity? Um, they wouldn't have done the same old tired stories over and over and over. I agree with you that the company was in financial shape because they made a movie That's they paid for. Seen. But the company that, well, this I actually heard Jim Hill say, so he's got this from some, some inside source, that Iger is not unlike... Ron Miller. They think they're calling him Ron Miller too. This is the rumor that's going around uh, corporate right now. Is they call him really? Ron Miller too, and we all know where that went. Though bad. I think I think Although Ron I, got a, a, a bad shake because yeah, it I was starting to too. turn around under Ron. But let's stop because we're, you know write that down, Mike. We should do that because Richard's got a lot of inside stuff when he was there years what, ago. Ron Miller. So write that down. No, no, no. Write down uh, Disney Studios. In this whole the where the parts with the corp- yeah. with the corporate raiders and everything. Yeah. yeah, let's go back to that. So I'm going to jump on because we're 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 pushing the hour thing here again. Okay. With Disney's Animal Kingdom. I've got two things, and I think everybody will probably be in agreement with this. Uh, the Tree of Life, and not the show. The show could go. Uh, they could the actually they could we're they could close the, the show and never reopen another show. And I think the Tree of Life has enough about it. The artwork. The construction that the people come up to it to just look at the animals that are carved into it, uh, walk around to take pictures. It's a castle, if you will, for the animal kingdom. It's an icon, though I wish you could see it a little better as you're walking in. You kind of have yeah, to weave around that. before you can see it. But okay, you are going to the jungle, the animal kingdom. I can kind of live with that. The other thing uh, is the Kilimanjaro safaris. The park is designed almost sure, not around, but it's around the concept of the the habitat of the animals. Correct. So, so though it's not it's not technically all the way around so it, it's you rip around that the out, idea. The place has no reason to exist. Well the, exactly. the place the place almost doesn't have a reason to exist now. It's my <laughs> half day park. But um, that was another subject. Yes. We already talked about that. Yes yeah. we did. <laughs> so do you you guys pretty much agree though I haven't seen Everest yeah, yet. I, I I I would like to be able to see where uh, you could get a little bit easier access because the detail that is part of the Tree of Life is magnificent. And yeah, you're right. If there was no attraction there, that alone. I think, you know, just I think Everest let, is going to start. Let me ask you two guys something because I'm looking at the my map again courtesy of Passporter. Uh, though they have no idea who we are, but I'm throwing them you sure. know, dimes You're giving them right. free money, yeah. Yeah. Um, when He's you came in, you, you walk in through the oasis. And I, you know, to tell you the truth, I didn't know that unless I looked at the map. But we always tended to go left. We did. Not uh, According to this map, you could go right. Now, I thought I kind of walked to the right, and there was a barricade that you couldn't go to the right. Are both those trails still open, left and right? I felt like you could only go I have to the no left. Idea. When I was there, they were both open. We went to the left because that was the most direct route to the safari. Yeah. That, okay, like meandering mouse. 
Move. That's where all the people were going, yeah, was to the left, right? right? Yeah, so you just followed it. the crowd like a bunch of sheep. Ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think Everest will become a sacred cow. I think it's a great-looking oh, attraction. It's not going to rip it down. I'm just spending all the money on no, it. No, no. But, again, is it an icon of the park? No. It, well, you know, after 10 years, it might, might become be. Yeah, one. Yeah, sure, sure. But, but right now... to the Matterhorn become Disneyland. Yes. Yeah, very very so possibly. Being there, yeah. But see, so the now, Matter- we'll, now... Okay. Like the Matterhorn, though, it might be unique. Yeah. You know, go and see yeah. it anywhere else. Now, well, yeah, that's definitely what makes Disneyland's Matterhorn. I have to give Richard a concession to that. No other park in the Disney world has a Matterhorn. That's, that still makes us unique. So we're going to take that 3,000-mile airplane trip right back to Disneyland to DCA. I, California I'm sorry, I cannot find an icon in this park. I, I Like I said, I enjoy... Parts of this park a lot, but the park as a whole was ill-conceived, and I can't find any icon that identifies that icon. park. Well, I know what there you're going to say, Richard, icon. and it, but and you know but, what it is, Mike. But, you but say it. In, well, okay, but in, I want to preface it by saying, in Greg's terminology for this whole show, it's it's barely or. <laughs> nice fun. <laughs> you nice like that? fun. Uh, oh, 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 you're talking about the grizzly bear. The grizzly that looks peak. like he's howling to the moon. Yeah, yeah. barking at the moon, grizzly yeah. bear. You know, yeah, a lot of people I know think it's a wolf. Part. And I have to keep telling it's these people wolf. it's not a wolf. Because he's howling at it's a It's a freaking bear. But it tells you, I mean, I think it's done fairly well. But to really get the impact of that bear, because when you're coming in, you're kind of looking up his... You're looking up his ass. Thank well, you. You just, said it for once, just, not me. And it's, uh, you know, again, you could rip it down. I don't think anybody would give a shit because it's not. It's not like a castle. It's not like a tree of life. It's. It's not like. Well, it looks spaceship like a bear Earth. from the side. It looks like a bear from the side, and you know that. And that means Mike, if you see, if you're looking Mike at it from harbor, or from the the hotel, Disneyland way, yeah, from the hotels, know, yeah. He look. You can see the bear. I actually, I almost think it was made for the Grand California. So if you're in those no. right rooms, you get to see oh, it. No, it was, that it is was, the best view. Yeah, it it was de- it was designed as the icon for the park. Oh, California. so it was, it was designed to look up its ass? No, yeah, no. Is wrong. that what you're telling me? No, that is the icon. You take a look at the early commercials. You take okay, a look Richard. At the early Richard. Wait, 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 wait. We wait. understand that it's what Disney thinks is the icon of the park, but it's, what we're saying with the conversation we're having, it's not. Is it is it truly the the sentimental or the or the publicly acknowledged well, icon even the of people the who love Disney's you know, California Adventure and the, that's what I'm saying even the people who love Disney's California Adventure truly love it they're probably the same people that listen to NPR there there's not that many of them <laughs> no come on okay? uh, do you listen to NPR <laughs> no not at all do you like do you like DCA I said I like portions of it. As sure. a whole, I think it was an ill-conceived okay, part. Okay, yes, as a whole. But guess what? NPR guess has some neat programs on as, it. As an annual pass holder, where do you go to escape the crowds? <laughs> I go to Tower of Terror. Yeah, you go ride a couple of fun rides at California Adventure, and you and think, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad this place is empty. <laughs> so, well, you know, lately it, you know, it's, it's not so been, empty anymore. been kind of yeah, busy. It's but, been kind of busy. Uh, it's but there is, there is say, nothing. What I was going to say is, l- let, me, let me back up before you... Do I have you to know, put your yes. Ble- yes before you put your blessings or curses on it? You know, you know Disney originally designed that to be the icon. You take a look at the early ads for it. You take a look at all the uh, emblems that Disney put for Disneyland. It had the castle and the bear both in the emblem, and then they recently decided, oh wait a second, 
we screwed up, and they just now have the castle. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they decided the Pressler screwed up. Mike, what, did, exactly. Richard, did Richard me uh, miss our pre-production meeting where we were talking about <laughs> what we thought were the icons, not what Disney thought was the icons? I thought that no, was he was there. Clear. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was there. Well, okay. what I'm saying is, you know, it's it's. Oh, <laughs> Richard, are you a DF? <laughs> They don't. But in the uh, <laughs> thing does even good. Geez. Good for you, Richard. Don't even acknowledge him. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. All I could just do is sit here and shake my head, man. That's right. <laughs> you know, Mike. You and I talk here. Cut his microphone off for a second. Oh. Um, I think a couple of problems that they really had with it also was exactly what you said, Mike. Was that they do have a face in the wrong way. You go into any other places, and you you know you're looking right at the castle and everything. You're what not do you suppose see, they you did can't that? See the bear, and it's and it's not tall enough. It's not really tall yeah, enough for yeah, it to stand out over the park. It's not impo- imposing okay. at all. If, exactly. if that was turned fact, another way, wheel, if anything, the sun wheel is probably the most. The sun wheel is a piece of crap. A big right. hubcap, as the, people call it. No, not that it, hubcap. The sun wheel, the big big. No, Ferris no, no, wheel. no. I, I the hubcap is not the Ferris wheel. Richard, the sun, the sun wheel Richard talked about is what the name of the Ferris wheel is. Oh, I'm sorry. I see it. It's that's a Ferris wheel to that's, me. Yes, well, it's a pretty hairy Ferris wheel if you're on the movie Godless. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that, well, well, when I'm you say right. sun wheel and you walk into the park, what do you see? A big sun with the water, hey, the California do those, sun. Hey, do, those, do those little reflecting things, do they move anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> I, they, I think they stopped moving about two months after the park opened in 2001. Uh, but, they, you know, they never had any luck keeping yeah, those things working. And how retarded is that? We want something that reflects the sun, but we're going to have it facing the north. Yeah. If yeah. if the bear had been put as a weenie when you come in to California Adventure, I think it might have worked. But that park is so ill-conceived, and I know yeah, I've used that know, word. It's, there it's, is no central hub of that park that allows slants, you to go in different directions. It's it's really it's kind of take take the footprint of Disney MGM, flop it the other way, and you've and kind of got this kind of exactly, yeah. this, this yeah. weird angle to the right, and it, MGM it's kind of to the left, and there's nothing that draws you in. Now one of the latest rumors I heard was they were going to turn the Sun Plaza into another theater. So now you got back potentially if this is really true, back to back theaters. And again, what's drawing you down? Where's the weenie Nothing. to pull you into the park? Nothing. No. That's, well, that's that theater could. That, that it's theater is not going to be a theater because they still they still want to make that more of a central plaza type deal, like the Magic Kingdom, no, like a just, hub type deal. We just deal. read. Where did we just read that, Greg? Uh, I we don't know. We just read it we, somewhere that, that they outlined. A pretty reliable source that you know Richards had to admit a couple times was actually correct after he didn't believe us. But same source, I think. But regardless. That's not, again, what the show's about. I think we're two to one, maybe, that California Adventure has no weenie. It has no icon. No, it ha- it's, no. It's, it's a little limp. No, Their attempt... You know, very, very what did you just say? Did you just say their weenie is limp? <laughs> yes, I did. The weenie has not developed. They have not developed the weenie, you know? And you notice, Mike, this is coming from a professional... He knows about these things. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Yes, I do. Weenies. 
professional design weenie. That's what I am. He knows so, a lot about flint weenies. So. Oh. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so See, we hit them all. Right? You, know, you notice all? how nobody laughed at that one, Richard. Yeah. But well, at least he tried. Nobody was talking well, to you about it. He, he, gave, it hey, a, he, ga- you he know, gave it a good sophomore try. Yeah. Um, real quick, we got the uh, we got Paris, we have Tokyo, we have Hong Kong. They all use the same castle as the icon, but one separate park, Disney Seas, which also has a very good icon that I think does work, is the giant volcano there. Huh? Huh? It, you guys have never been to Disney Seas, have no. you? No. Okay. Right. Why are um, we talking about Disney Seas and California Adventure in the same word? Oh, he well, wants to talk about expand. the icons of parks. Just, just throw no, we're, we're, oh, we're stopping. We're, we're stopping with the American parks since we haven't been to the other parks. Yeah. We okay. can, you know, we can, we can only assume that the Tokyo Disneyland, Paris Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland—they all have the castles. We're, you know, I think we're pretty much in agreement that the Disneyland type parks all have the same weenie. Uh, the same right. sacred thing you're not going to screw with. Uh, I haven't studied the maps enough of the Disney Seas to make an educated comment. Not that that stopped me any other time. Exactly. But I'm, yeah, I, I was going to say, it has never stopped you. To, your lack of I'm, education uh, yeah. has never stopped you. That is true. It is. In fact, it's helped me in a lot of ways. Okay. So anyways, let's wrap up. Mike, it's always been your forte to go down the list, and I hope you have the list up because I'd hate to leave someone the, off what, the, the list. DPN of the DPN list? Of the, of the DPN or the Disney Podcast Network list. All right. Because uh, I'd hate for someone to leave us off the list when we're cross-referencing exactly. all, all right. the other fine podcasts out there in the net. The MiceCast that you're listening to now is a member of the Disney Podcast Network. The other podcasts that are a member are The Meandering Mouse, which is actually the host of the podcast network, Mandering Mouse. For those of you who don't know, he's the one that moves and... Yeah, he does a role. Mandering Mouse funny. does sound scene tours. It, your host is Jeff from Houston. Um, there's the Trapped on Vacation podcast, which is uh, also sound scene tours with also commentary. Um, he's stationed in Orlando. There's the Window to the Magic podcast with Paul Barry. There's the Extinct Attractions Club podcast with Kristen and Dave or Dan... Dave? David. David, Dave, yeah. Dave O'Neill. Kristen and David, yes. Um, there's a park hopping podcast with Alan. Um, the Beyond Main Street vidcast with Lou and Bob. And then there's a I like that one. Yeah, yeah they're fun. Then there's a zippity Doo pod with Aaron. Um, and then lastly, you have Bringing Disneyland Home uh, vidcast with a guy named Oak Fan, and he's in Oregon. Can, um, can you tell me why so many of this? I found this, this odd. I would have expected more of these podcasts to be people who are very local <laughs> to the respective parks. So we, we've got what one in Orlando. Yeah, he works Is that there. Right, the Tra- trapped, trapped on vacation, vacation works there. Okay, um, we got we have us who we're all within yeah. minutes of the park and have worked there in the past. All of us. And um, now the extinct attraction. Yeah, Zippity Doo Pod is local, and the extinct attractions are local. But, everybody else but the rest of them are, are not exactly around the corner. And the funny thing about it is I think they almost visit the park more than we do sometimes. Exactly. And they're not even local. Uh, if Lou gets to go to Disney World one more time this year, I'm going to kick his ass. You hear, hear me, Lou? I'm calling you out. That is just wrong. It's going in May and October. 
Yeah, but so. he lives in a place where they get, you know, $75 flights to Orlando. Yeah, Come you on. know what he needs to do? He yep. needs to go to the TikiBarTV.com and have a suffering bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've never been to the TikiBarTV.com, there's right. not part of the Disney that's, Podcast that's, Network yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, funny. Very funny. Um, okay. But anyway, that's the Disney La-la. Podcast Network from top to bottom. Um, now, if you want to send us information or requests or feedback or anything, we have email addresses up the wazoo. You know, info at micecast.com. What, what was that supposed to mean? It means we have we have an email address for anything, everything if we want to. Feedback at micecast.com. Requests even. Requests at micecast.com. Greg, Mike, or Rich, all... We all have email addresses at micecast.com. Um, so send us an email. Um, complain. Don't complain. Make Compliment. a request. Yeah. Do it all, and we'd be happy yeah, to hear from you. suck up to us as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's fine. Yeah. We're all, we're all like good that. for that. Yeah, uh, you can say the bad things, too, because we'll just ignore you. We yeah. might talk about you make fun of you, too. Um, so, um, and then with a standard disclaimer... We are not at all affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. They don't know about us. Well, uh, I'm sure they know about us, but ah, I'm not they don't sanction us. Yeah, that's for sure. We no, are. you kidding. Big Brother Disney is out there listening. Ask some of the other podcasters who, yeah. or even web hosts that have been contacted Given by the corporate mouse. Yeah, so all right. they are out there. And, you know, I am going to take the second mic. You know, you hate go when ahead, I do this. Go ahead. I, I'm I am, mentally prepared I, today. Are you? Good. Yes. I am. I'm go- am going to plug my upcoming, but yet to have been recorded or posted to the website uh, podcast, which is imagineeringmyway.com. Uh, the the URL may work now, but I haven't posted anything to it. And I'm going to be doing a one man show, a little cleaner than this show, just talking about if I was an imagineer, how I would do it and how I'd fix things that they've just totally That's screwed up you over don't the have years. To defend yourself against That's us. That's right. Oh, I've talked about some of my ideas. In fact, we had a good podcast when you couldn't find your way to the studio the other night where we talked about Tomorrowland and some of my ideas. Oh, in fact, we need to make a correction, Mike, because some of the Disney Podcast Network folks, I don't think got it when we were talking about Tomorrowland and the Star Tours idea. Star Wars idea. It was Star, thank you, Star Wars idea. It wasn't necessarily to turn Tomorrowland into Tatooine or Star Wars land, but it was the idea of a immersive area that made you believe you were again in a Tomorrowland or a space future. colony or the future. Like when you're in Adventureland, you can kind of feel like you're, you're in, in the, the jungle. jungle. Yes. Obviously Frontierland is pretty well themed to know you're in Frontierland. Main Street is you're immersed in those areas. Right now Tomorrowland has no yeah. soul. Correct. It is soulless. So, so yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. It was we we need an immersive and environment around us in Tomorrowland. And, and Star the Wars Star Trek or the Star example. Wars ideas is an example. It's uh, not what we really want to do. So get off of it. Maybe I do want to change it to Star oh, Wars. Gosh, so screw yeah. you. No, I don't know. Just kidding. Right. Screw you. So we've covered all the bases. We have a show. And then some. And then uh, and then some. All that's left is for everyone to say goodnight. So Greg has to go last because he's got some this, some last word issue. That's my ego. Yeah, part that's of my his, control thing. One of his quirks. Oh. Uh, Who is this? Who are you now? Uh, what's his name on TV? I Who's am that? one of the founding members of Mice Castle. God bless America. Don't, don't. All right. All right. I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
man has a dream and that's the start he follows his dream with mind and heart when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream of 